Thanks for joining us at the Business Growth Cafe, where each week we select from a menu of topics for a focused discussion with an industry expert to provide insights that can impact your business's growth with your host, Angelo Ponzi. Hi, I'm Angelo Ponzi, your host here at the Business Growth Cafe, and thank you for joining me today. When you're working for the man, right, you got that full-time job. Every couple weeks, you're waiting for what? Your paycheck. But the last thing you want is that have have it screwed up, frankly. Wrong taxes taken out, contributions to the 401k, or it's late, or many other numerous things, if you will, that could go wrong. But not necessarily on your end, it's on your employer's end. And that's really one of the things that, as a small business, medium-sized business, startup, is your payroll services. Now, whether you do it in-house, which I've tried to do before, and frankly, what seemed like a simple task was very, very confusing. Getting the right numbers, paying the right taxes, taking out the right amounts, making sure that everything was going smooth, and then I get to the end of the day, I'm ready to push the button, and I don't have any checks to print. Or... In some cases, I didn't have employees in the same building, which means I either needed to mallet or I needed to make a direct deposit. So there's so many different aspects of payroll, if you will, that we don't really think about. We tend to think about the accounting side, not the not the money side, not the seed money or the, the Series A, whatever is going to get you to that next level, certainly customers and revenue. That's what we're all after. But we think of accounting, but sometimes the paycheck stuff kind of goes to the end yet it's one of the first things on your employees minds so one of the areas that we've never really talked about here on the business growth cafe is payroll talking about onboarding solutions talking about how you vet employees and ultimately how do you track their time if you're in a situation with exempt exempt and non-exempt and you have to track time how do you track that time how do you make sure it's at the right billing rate how do you make sure that all the nuances of that uh, paid payroll that you're having to deal with is correct? Because if it's not correct, you're going to get a knock at the door, not literally, but you will get a knock at the door from the state that you're in or the IRS or some other tax collection firm looking for your contributions. And the last thing you want to do is find out that you're paying the wrong payroll taxes for six, six seven months, a year. And then all of a sudden, you got to cough up some cash that you may not have. So today at the cafe, I've got my cup of coffee, and I'm going to have a biscotti. Now, not the kind of biscotti you think of, but Debbie Biscotti. And Debbie works for Heartland Payroll Services, and she's going to share quite a bit of information with us today about payroll, do some education, learn about their services, but more importantly, learn about the broader set of services that are available to you as a small business or medium-sized business, or frankly, a large business. Any business who's cutting checks for payroll, you need to hear this story. So don't go away. I'll be right back. My company, The Ponzi Group, provides consulting, interim, and fractional marketing and leadership services with a focus on the strategic and analytical side of marketing. We take a holistic approach to driving business growth. Consider us your marketing architects. We use research to gather the necessary insights from your customers, prospects, the competition, and the marketplace to develop fact-based approaches to building effective and efficient growth plans. And 
Much like a general contractor, he partnered with internal teams or carefully selected vetted individuals and organizations to execute the strategies and plans, as well as provide oversight and management to ensure we stay on brand and plan. To learn more about our services, visit theponzagroup.com. As I mentioned, I'm here with Debbie Biscotti of Heartland Payroll. Debbie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Angelo. Happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're probably, in the three years I've been doing this, the first person that really not only combines, I've had I've had um, credit card processing, but we're really, which I think Heartland is known for, but we're not going to really talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of other services. So I have to say, you're 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 forging new territory here on the on the cafe because we're going to get into some areas that we really haven't talked about before and some of the benefits uh, of those services and and why people use them or don't use them and whether they're heartland or just in general but before we we get too far down the road why don't you take a few minutes tell the audience about you and your business so we can have things in context as we go forward Sure. Well, I'm an um, outside sales rep for Heartland. I've been with Heartland Payroll for 10 years, and I bring about 29 years of experience. And I, I love working for Heartland basically because their customer service is amazing. That's what people are looking for. And I love a company that supports me with their team of what I um, tell my clients that they'll experience. Okay. Now, now there's other Heartland people. You're not like the only person out there. So are are you like a franchisee of the organization and you have your own territory or are there or or are you actually employed by the organization? I am actually employed by Heartland as an employee. And we kind of have open territories because we're relationship based. We can go basically wherever we develop a relationship nationwide. Okay. All right. So that so but part of this is about you growing your business, of course, and and building out your book of business. So I look at that as your own business, even though you're you're part of a big organization, right? Because you correct. You just can't ride on their coattails and get that paycheck every week. And (laughs) not absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Yeah. So when you when you think about growing your book of business, what what keeps you up at night? Probably because we are so relationship based. So you understand the way we're paid versus other payroll companies. They're all paid pretty much salary plus commission. And with Heartland, I gave up my salary um, of many years at another company and went straight commission plus residual. So with that residual, I'm always wanting to make sure every minute of the day that my clients are taken care of, that they're getting everything that they need, and that I'm making sure I keep them updated with all our other services to just help to streamline their processes every day and, and keep them profitable and productive. So it's it's kind of a juggling act with different types of businesses that I'm helping from brand new to very large and very complex. So. Um, that's probably what I think about at night is to make sure they're getting everything they need and that I can be that um, successful link to Heartland and be their quarterback to make sure everything is taken care of for them. 
Okay, well, that makes more sense. You describe yourself as a kind of a relationship manager, I think. Either I heard that or I know that or I dreamt that. I'm not sure which. But it really is about nurturing that relationship, especially in the residual area, because, you know, it's not a one and done. A, a new customer to you could last for years. Right. We're paid for the life of our client. So it's uh, something that is an ongoing relationship that you don't find very often um, in most businesses and especially payroll companies. And that's the part I enjoy really the most. Yeah, you made a comment, which I think is interesting, is you spend part of your days making sure your clients know about all the products and services that you sell. I have to tell you, I commend you on that because I've done a lot of research and I've worked with a lot of small and medium sized businesses. And one of the questions I always ask them is, do you think your clients understand all the products and services that you sell or are they only focused on whatever you're selling them today? And across the board, I'm 95 percent of the companies I talk to say, nope, our clients have no idea of all the stuff that we sell. So to me, from a strategy standpoint, that that's the low hanging fruit, right? Just to kind of figure out what other services you currently have to broaden out the, the revenue from a, a current client. So, I mean, that really gets back to that relationship and making sure that you're digging into the kind of the functionality of the company and their needs and how your solutions can can help them. That's right, Angelo. And, and something I'm a big believer in is picking up the phone. And uh, when an email comes in with a question, instead of emailing back or a text, I pick up the phone and I talk to them and I find out what's going on in their world, what challenges they have, what projects they're working on. And by just listening, I can find areas that I could possibly help them with Heartland Services that they, again, didn't know we had. Okay. Right. Let's uh, let's talk a, a little bit about payroll for a second, because, uh, you know, I've worked in in four and had my own businesses and, you know, we had payroll services. Uh, but there was some times when we tried to do it in house and we, you know, had the accounting manager or whatever, you know, generating payroll. And usually that was a lot of headaches and screaming and yelling going on in, <laughs> in the offices because things weren't working the way they should. So mm -hmm. why? What, frankly, what's the advantages of working with an external company from a payroll standpoint versus trying to do it inside? Great question. Well, they say that one of the smartest things, and I think you just described why, that a company can do is outsource their payroll. It's very affordable, and the biggest problem is liability, tax liability to make sure the taxes to each of the federal and state agencies are done correctly and timely, and of course, that the employees are paid timely and correctly. These um, liabilities, it's just not worth doing it in-house. In fact, most of my CPAs, we do have great relationships and referral partners. Their clients ask them, can you do my payroll? And they said, absolutely not. We don't do payroll here. Yeah. We outsource it to Heartland because of the, the liability. It's hard to keep up with all the laws and the tax rules, and especially with COVID, all um, the new tax credits and things that you have to provide to your employees through the pandemic or, um, you know, any time that's different than just the norm. And this has been a very different year where uh, we've had to really provide an extra level and layer to our clients to help them through um, 
the COVID when they're laying off or having to try to collect some credit um, through the government and need those payroll reports to help them. Okay. Are, 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 did you guys get involved in the PPP stuff? And Yes. Uh, another service that probably people don't know about is that we do have a Heartland loan service. And with that, we were doing SBA loans and loans for equipment from 5000 to $5 million. But with the COVID coming and the PPP, we shifted everything and we just did PPP loans. So we have done them the first run and the second run. I'm still helping clients to um, be able to take care of, the, of that process. And we use Lendio, which um, is a, a great national lending institution with the Heartland Lending. And that way, it's um, it's it's been a, a much quicker process than many businesses that have struggled to get them through their bank. So we're really proud of of how quickly we can provide them and that we provide them to anyone. So any size company, not just the big ones. Okay. Okay. You know, um, you, you've described, you know, during the pandemic and employees either being furloughed or working remote or, you know, there's a lot of interesting dynamics, if you will, that, that organizations are, are facing. What's a, What's been a common mistake that companies have made when it comes to employees and payroll and things like that uh, during the pandemic that, you know, my listeners can hopefully learn what not to do? Um, you know, I get a lot of, a lot of calls. Um, do I have to pay them if they think they have COVID or they their grandmother's sick and they you know, visited the grandmother to take care of them. So they think because she has COVID, they're automatically, you know, now exposed and they don't know how to pay them, how to track it on their check stub. They're just lost, basically. So some of them called me and said, well, you know, I told them they had to give me a note. They had uh, they had to go take a test. I didn't pay them for that time. And you do have to um, pay them only if they were on the job <laughs> and then they were exposed to COVID where others you do not have to pay. So there are, there are so many um, different situations of an employee bringing the COVID to work, not knowing it um, versus going for the weekend for a get together and finding out they were exposed. Um, and they just really don't know what to do because they don't want to get their other employees sick um, yet they still need that employee. So they're trying to figure out how to allow them to work from home. And if that isn't available, then sometimes especially restaurants would have to um, lay them off and they just need help every step of the way. There's so many different scenarios, Angelo. I, I It's just, it's knowledge. They just don't know. So that's where our Heartland team can help them really navigating the, the, the road. You know, one of the things that came up in another meeting I was in and we got talking about not only remote workers, but I think they, I think the term they've been labeled is uh, I'll call them RV workers that are actually moving from state to state. And now you're dealing with multi-state tax issues and employee uh, tax. Is that, uh, is that, is that surfaced in your world? Yes, yes. Um, a lot of companies, I can think of a veterinarian um, company 
that has their payroll with us. And everyone was in California and they decided um, really because everyone was doing so much from home to put ads out there and hire people to answer the phones because it's quite a large like um, veterinarian hospital to do marketing for them. And they did not um, know that they needed a different state ID for each of those states. And they actually had 11 states that um, they had no idea. They thought it could be under California because that's where their business was in California. And that isn't true. It's where that employee lives and they work from home. We need to have a state ID. So that was some cleanup work to go back and help them and fix some quarterly returns <laughs> because, um, you know, we didn't know that's what she had done. Right. Well, I think that's, uh, it, it, and again, it surprised me when I first heard that uh, in that meeting and uh, it was brought up by a CPA and was like, I would have never frankly thought about that. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners who, and I know some of them have been traveling around the country and, and doing work on a remote basis that, they need to pay attention to those those kinds of issues that you, you don't think about, but but sooner or later, you know, it all catches up. Be knock, they'll be knocking <laughs> at the door, baby. Give me my money. Give me my money. That's right. <laughs> States are looking for the money. So as we we start to see people getting back to work, and one of the areas that I always look and think about when you're bringing a new employee on is making sure they're vetted properly, making sure they're onboarded properly, because it costs, depending on where they are, but it costs money to identify, to vet and bring somebody on to train only to have them leave 90 days into it. You know, it's a, it's a hit to the organization, not only financially, but certainly from an operational standpoint, especially if they're senior leaders and they, you know, VP of marketing, CMO. If your CMO just quit, by the way, give me a call. We can work out a fractional deal. But if somebody bails on you, it you know it's a huge impact. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things I noticed in in doing some research on on this meeting is you have onboarding solutions, and and so what is a kind of how do you manage a typical onboarding, and why are you different than maybe other folks that do onboarding? That's a great question. So, again, with the pandemic, a lot of companies are hiring back employees or looking for new ones. Many of the employees have decided to go in a different direction with their career um, or just have reasons that they're not going to be coming back. So the most important thing is finding the right person. And then once you do find them to make sure that you onboard them correctly and that you um, cover all the areas to make sure that that is is legally done. So where I can begin is with Heartland Hire, which is our job search. And what are what makes Heartland really unique is a one sign in when they go into Heartland for payroll, um, for HR, and whatever they need. Um, but the the Heartland Hire when they go in, they can create that job description. And then they put it on their website. They can put it on Indeed, LinkedIn, if some of that we um, include Facebook, Glassdoor, or they can just take that link and put it anywhere they want. Even on a poster, uh, they can actually print off and put in front of their um, retail restaurant or, or retail that they're looking 
for employees. So with that, they're able to, instead of having an email coming from six different places saying, oh, you have someone that's interested and has application, it's all on one dashboard. So as they open up Heartline Hire, they'll see all those applications coming in and they can start then um, kind of interviewing and going through that process of weeding out the the employees that they think they'd like to, to meet in person. And the reason I really like our Heartland Hire is that you can actually ask questions to the applicant where they can take their phone and you could ask, why are you a good asset? Why would you be good for our company? And they can simply pick up the phone and talk and say, well, I've been in your industry for 10 years. I love people. You know, I I really love your product. Let's say it's a veterinarian, someone trying to get assistance. I love animals. I've worked with rescues. So they're like, oh, well, that's that's good history. And I like the way this person um, sounds and and looks, whatever they're basing um, what a good team addition would be for their company. And with that, if you have 25 applications and you can weed it kind of out to five that you think are the best, that takes um, saves a lot of time versus paper applications where you're just kind of trying to figure out who even to begin to talk to. And once you do interview, if you have multi managers that also, like you say, I really like this person and um, John, I'd like you to, to also talk to Susan, this applicant. They can rate them one to five. They can put their notes in and then pass it over to the, the manager then to also do the interview over the phone, over video, whatever they want to use in our, our Heartland Hire. And then once that employee is possibly called in or over the phone hired, they click a button and all the hiring forms are sent to that employee that they can fill out on their smartphone, iPad, computer, they will take a picture of their check for direct deposit, they'll sign the handbook, they'll go through that whole process of all those forms that they need, W-4, I-9, you name it, it's all in there, and the employer will see where they're at in that filling out the forms. So if there's seven forms, they'll show they've done these three and they haven't done the four and it'll keep emailing and reminding the um, applicant as well as employer to say where things are at. So it's actually tracking it all for them so that when they're ready to, um, when they're complete, the only job the employer needs to do is go into Heartland and put the hire date, the rate of pay and the department number, and they're done. So this is completely paperless. It's a pretty dynamic system and streamlining because, yes. um, you know, that and, and more and more is going digital. I mean, I, I my my sons that um, are now in the workforce, I remember them telling me they were doing video interviews and not having mm-hmm. to fly anywhere and just sending everything digital. So, yeah, I mean, there, there, it is a time savings and but the ability to track. And I, I even remember just, you know, going from interview to interview in the same building talking to different people, but they're back to back. So there, and there were, there was no way that the first guy was telling the second person, you know, what was happening. So it was, you know, this kind of strange dynamic. And, and, uh, there was, a uh, this is about I don't know, 10 years ago, I was going back corporate side and, and I had nine interviews with this company 
first it was, you know, through the HR folks and then it got expanded and then they put me in front of, uh, you know, my, who would have been my boss. And they brought me back in and put me in front of the VP and, and then they brought me in, in the team that I was going to manage. It just went on forever. And I always kind of wondered how they were keeping track of all the details because I, I didn't see the CEO taking a whole lot of notes on me, you know, kind of thing. So uh, this sounds pretty cool. And and I think it becomes more and more important as we head into this kind of term. And I and I debate with people on how they use it. But this digital transformation that everything is is I mean, it's evolving and and and, and companies, especially small companies, because that takes up a lot of time if you're constantly vetting yes. it. One of the actually one of the credit card processing companies I was the chief strategy officer for. I mean, we I had nine people in my talent acquisition group plus the HR group. And, you know, every day they were just on the phone doing recruiting, doing evaluating, you know, and and uh, I was pretty paper paper driven until we we brought in um, uh, some technology. So we talk about people then. The, the other, I think, confusing part, and it's a little confusing for me because I talked to my my sons about their PTO and and how they manage that. And, you know, I'm going to say, you know, you join the company, uh, don't date myself, but, you know, you have seven days of, uh, you know, personal time or PTO, and then you have your two weeks of vacation, blah, blah, blah. And now they just go, now they just gave me whatever, you know, 15 days, I can use it any way I want to use it. And it's like, well, how do you know? How do you track it? What's happening? Can you roll it over? And most of the time they don't have a good answer for me. And so if they don't have a good answer, they're not keeping track of their time, which means hopefully somebody at the company is keeping track of their time. So how does, um, and I noticed that, uh, you know, and again, kind of the benefit of this PTO tracking, um, program that you guys have, it sounds pretty interesting. I thought we could maybe chat a little bit about that. Well, sure. Um, so time and attendance is is big. It's one of the, the biggest reasons that um, employers can be sued and have class action um, lawsuits from the employees if they're not paying correctly with meal and um, rest breaks, as well as overtime. So that those are big things. Now, in California, there is the um, California sick leave law. And there's two different ways that the employer can provide this, but it must show on their check stub. So you ask, how would they know? Because it's supposed to be on their check stub so the employee can see it. And um, they're given um, three days sick per year after 90 days of hire. And we track that for them. So um, when an employee decides to take that sick day off, they again, would let their specialist know or put it online in the system. So we're tracking it and the employee seeing the balance um, on their check steps. Now, <laughs> vacation and, uh, is, and PTO. So as we all know, vacation is a fringe benefit. You do not have to hire a vacation. If you don't, you'll probably have pretty unhappy employees and they may leave and go somewhere else. Um, but there are labor laws that protect um, maybe giving uh, some employees vacation and some not. So you really, once you have your handbook and you really establish your your PTO or vacation sick policy um, versus your part-time versus your full-time and so forth, that's something that we can also help to navigate for our 
employers so that we are tracking it on reports for them, as well as a time and attendance system where the employees can actually request the time off and the managers can see the the whole calendar for the year of who has been approved and who hasn't. But I want to interrupt for a second. So is, is, has the change gone from vacation and sick days to this kind of bucket of PTO just to avoid people saying, well, he got vacation and I didn't get vacation or he got three weeks. I got two weeks. Well, the tricky part is if, again, if an employer has employees in California, you have to break it out. You can't bundle it in there. You have to show the California sick leave. So um, most companies, I have seen a trend of combining the, the vacation and sick, just like, hey, it doesn't matter. Let's just put it together. So we're not saying, oh, were you really sick? And this is a time off. Um, I'd say 50% of my clients before the California sick leave came um, did it that way. But um, it's, it's you know, important to track and to do it correctly. And, and honestly, a lot of payroll companies have a hard time doing that correctly. It's all in the setup. It has to be set up correctly because then the system takes it from there. And it knows, like you said, with your sons, um, is it going to roll over? Is it use it or lose it? How does it work? So all of that policy should be in their handbook, which the employee signs. And then our company follows that in the system. It's just programmed. So it's not a, a physical person that's doing that each pay period. It's programmed and knowing it's use it or lose it if they're going to bring it over. Um, and when their vacation, let's say they want to go on a vacation and they're short a day, do you want to allow that? I mean, there's all sorts of ways that we set up their PTO for them. Well, I think it's important, um, you know, for the employee or the employer really to manage that because it, it can get it could get hairy and get out of control very quickly. I know that a friend of mine, you know, had, I forget, two weeks off every year, three weeks off every year, but they were always working weekends and the, and the boss would say, I'll just take a couple more days, but you know, don't log it as vacation, just take it. And, you know, so there was always free floating days going on that were being paid as regular days, but in theory, they were making up for the weekends because they were working a lot of weekends. Tell me, um, give me an example of a, I'll call it a success story. But then I also want to hear about one, because I'm sure there is, that didn't go so well. Mm. Oh, boy. So success story. Um, I, I'll have to say it was a company with 50 employees that were doing payroll in-house. And um, with that, they weren't offering direct deposit. Um, they didn't really track their vacation. It was loosey-goosey. Oh, we're all like family here. <laughs> and uh, one day, they actually got sued. And with that, the CPA referred me to come in, and they were very old school, really like control. They like to run payroll um, the same day they want the checks, okay? So it was a construction company. So we do have a solution for them and they were very surprised and I guess they didn't know what they don't know, but they can actually process um, payroll on a Friday and print their own checks. We give them the Heartland bank stock and they were able to print those laser signed um, and hand those out to the employees, which that's the first step um, to get them started. They're very, very happy that they could keep that control. 
Um, and then we just slowly added the direct deposit in um, and said, well, if you want to do that, then you'll run two days before. And they said, well, yeah, we're tired of, you know, printing the checks and handing them out. We want to streamline. So it, it was just a process. And I'll tell you, after the, the year when I, I slowly added more services, got them set up on the Heartland time and attendance and the onboarding because they really started growing and construction. Um, they were so happy that they outsource. I think it's just scary. Change is scary. Loss of control is scary. But when they look back, they're like, I'm so happy. I never have to worry about my taxes being paid that I, I can really control the way I do payroll still because Heartland's so flexible. Um, and we would do it the way they needed to do it. And they were very happy about that. And, and they're a great referral source to us now. Good. So do you have one that that maybe didn't listen and you guys uh, did it all? They did it all wrong. And therefore, it, it you know, I like I like success stories, but we also learn from ones that weren't so successful. Do you have any of those to share or just one? Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of some. I, I, I'm, I never give up. <laughs> they say <laughs> I need something and someone tells me no at Heartland. I just go to someone else and go, okay, wait, there must be a way. Our system's so amazing. There must be some type of report or way we can do this. Um, and, you know, I do have a company that was doing everything in-house and it's a telemarketing company and they – they just did things very differently. And um, they have about 75 employees. And he just had created programs within his program, just very bright person, but was spending so much time on payroll. So his broker, his insurance broker, another great referral partner, referred us in. And in our conversation and talking to him and his needs, we went over everything and it looked like we were a really good fit. And he was really excited and we got it all set up. Um, and he forgot to tell us a few things that he wanted <laughs> that are things that we cannot do. Um, the way he wanted to do it. And even the broker said, yeah, he just creates these very amazing things that no one can really help him with. Um, so, I mean, he didn't leave Heartland. He just, we came up with a solution where he would have to do another step manually instead of the whole automated, which he's okay with. Um, you know, once we, we really... Um, found out what exactly he needed and it's just sometimes systems have limitations so we're we're, we're not everything to everybody but i'd say 99 percent of the time we're a really good fit um, but i i'm trying to think if anyone really left because they were unhappy i, I well, can't think a, of any all right well that's good okay. that's good i yeah. like that um so as we're kind of winding it down i wanted to to talk a little bit about tax credits. You know, there's the R&D tax credit, there's the employee retention tax credits. But when we were talking, you brought up, up one called uh, work opportunity tax credits, which I had actually never heard of. So why don't you uh, tell the listeners what it is and how they can benefit from it? Oh, I'd love to. This is the best part. So work opportunity tax credits, this is a federal tax credit. And most CPAs do know about it. They just don't really want to get involved in helping their clients get it because it's quite a process. But for Heartland, it's it's 
actually pretty easy for us as a payroll company. So this is as you're hiring employees, which kind of ties in with that um, applicant tracking onboarding. So as you're hiring employees and they're filling out the application, we're asking through our online um, onboarding if they've been on different government um, help, such as SNAP. Okay, that's your food stamps. That's the biggest one, especially in California. I'm sure other states as well. But if an employee has been on food stamps or if someone in his household where he lives or she lives for at least nine months out of 18 months, that employer will get a tax credit. And the tax credits start at $2,400 and go up to $9,600. So there's a few others. That's the biggest, though. TAMP was Family um, Temporary Assistance for the Needy. Um, same thing. We will go and, and check with the agency to make sure that um, before or that new hire does um, been getting that TAMP. And if so, they will get a tax credit. Another one is SSIs. Within 60 days of hire, if they're getting supplemental security assistance, they'll get tax credit. Long-term unemployed, starting at four weeks to six months in the year, they'll get a tax credit. Convicts, veterans, disabled at least six months um, in the, the year before you hired them. So there's so many areas where you many employers had no idea they're leaving all that money on the table where as we go to the agency and find out if it is true or false and we let the client know, then we'll track that and we'll be able to provide all the forms at the end of the year with their W-2 and year-end package to provide to the CPA. It's completely done for them. They just fill in on the um, the employer's corporate taxes and they can spread that tax credit. Let's say it's 10,000, 20,000 over 10 years. So a lot of people have write-offs this year, right? Uh, with 2020 with the COVID, um, but maybe they can use part of it and then keep using it throughout the years. So by not utilizing it, really, they're just leaving um, that work opportunity tax credit, all that money on the table. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. Cause I've been dealing with the R and D and employee retention for some of my clients, not that I'm doing it, but you know, have given out some referrals to folks through, um, uh, but this was a new one on me and it sounds pretty valuable and something that uh, people should look into. So we're, we're, we're kind of winding down a little bit. And so if you could give two or three tips, not that you see with businesses that companies should pay attention to and 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 we'll take we'll take Heartland out of the equation this time but you as a business person talking to someone like me what are two or three tips would you give me that are important to pay attention attention to when it comes to either payroll or onboarding or the PTO or work opportunity what 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 guidance would you give me as a small business so, yes, um, Angela, so if you were a small um, startup business um, or just, you know, starting to grow, I think I think the most important is to track the hours correctly to protect yourself, have those employees sign um, a time card or electronically that you have that proof and make sure you do pay them correctly. Don't 
cut corners, make sure you provide your, your meal breaks and your rest breaks and you do pay the overtime. The story you told of working weekends and then mm-hmm. make it up later, that could, that could be a problem because those weekends were overtime. And unless they um, are exempt from overtime, meaning they make a certain salary um, per year, you really can't do that. that. That could backfire. So that would be probably number one would be to track your employees' time correctly. Um, the second would be um, as you're hiring employees, um, really find a way that you can do it more paperlessly. You do have to keep all applications for 12 months. That's the law. That's a lot of paper. Um, so if if you would streamline, find a way to streamline hiring and um, searching for those employees. And if you have to go back in three months that you still have all that information with all your notes, with all you know the, the way you rated that employee that you could go back just to streamline that process. I think you said earlier um, how time consuming that can be. And mm-hmm. um, you know, vetting out and, and interviewing so many applicants. And so if you can streamline that process, it'll save you a lot of time so you can be more productive. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I, I When I was growing my business and we got up to 11 employees and, uh, and I know, you know, I just remembered I'm, I'm having horror flashbacks with uh, the <laughs> payroll situation and, and eventually I did, I outsourced, but we tried to do it initially inside and, you know, my CPA to, you know, fill in these forms. And it, it just seemed like I was always screwing something up and making me nervous. And, and some people I knew uh, actually got hit with a sales and use tax uh, penalty. And, you know, all of a sudden they were paying 50 grand and, and uh, underpayments. And I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Let's get some professionals in here. So this is great. I, I've enjoyed this conversation. I mean, there's really a, a lot of different aspects. I mean, for, for your business, but in, in general, for people to think about that there's a lot of support and, you know, I always talk about working in versus on your business. And so many times business leaders get, especially in small business, we get, we get mired in the day-to-day working and all the little things. We don't have time to really be strategic and think. And so, um, you know, there seems like a lot of cost-effective solutions that uh, you and your, your company offer. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's, that's our goal. <laughs> that's the goal. That's the goal. Make it simple and easy. Correct. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So why don't you tell the listeners um, how they can reach you and your contact information and all that good stuff. Okay, great. So again, my name is Debbie Biscotti, like the Biscotti cookie. That's how people remember my last name. And I can be reached at 949-943-9446. That's my direct line. And my email is Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H dot Biscotti, like the cookie, B as in boy, I-S-C-O-T-T-I at Heartland dot U-S. And that's heart, like your heartbeat, L-A-N-D dot U-S. Because okay. we have payroll with a heart. Yeah, payroll with I a like heart. I like that. Oh, that's, that's cute. We really care. <laughs> Debbie, I want to thank you so much for being here with me at the cafe today. That was a very educational conversation and I know my listeners are going to benefit from it. And thank you, my listeners for showing up today and listening to this conversation. And really it was an education and, and payroll and onboarding and, and, and employee tracking and, 
payroll tax credits and work opportunity tax credits and all those things that can help your business be successful. And if you listen to this show, we can also help your business be successful. We share a lot of great content advice from a wide variety of guests. So if you're a subscriber, thank you very much. If you're new to the show, I encourage you to subscribe. I encourage all of you to tell other people about the show so you can benefit and they can benefit from this great content. And if you need your business and you've got a lot of payroll and things are going really smooth, but maybe your business is on a different trajectory right now, maybe you need to pivot, maybe you're in a scaling mode and you need some senior senior level marketing leadership, but you're not quite ready for a full-time person yet, give me a call, send me an email. We'll talk about my outsource consulting interim or fractional marketing leadership services. As I mentioned before, we focus on the strategic and analytical side of marketing, really digging into the market, your customers, your competition to help really shape your messaging and your positioning and strategies for growth. So thank you again for joining me here at the Business Growth Cafe. I'll see you again, or you'll hear me again, actually, because you don't see me next week here on the Business Growth Cafe. Thank you for listening to today's discussion at the Business Growth Cafe with your host, Angelo Ponzi. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at www.businessgrowthcafe.com. Read Angelo Ponzi's blogs at www.theponzigroup.com.